Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Nikki. And this is Swipe Back. Woo! I didn't start it with singing. Are you proud of me? I'm I'm very proud of you. <laughs> it wasn't like it's either you or me that starts yeah, singing. We're always singing. We're I know. always singing. Maybe we should just like sing. Actually, you suggested this at one point saying we should <laughs> sing our intro. And I was know. like, fuck you. And now I'm like, we should like sing different versions. <laughs> Now that it's who, your idea, it's the best idea. Who am I like? But I hate the idea still. But it almost it like I it popped out of my mouth like it was a thought, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like, what is wrong with you, Nikki? Oh God. Well, uh, you know what I I I want to say. Happy Galentine's to you. Happy Galentine's. I'm so excited because we're like really celebrating Galentine's this year. We are. We've, we've celebrated it all week long. Like you told me for a facial this earlier this week. Yes. At the fits. It was so great. Like wait, your makeup looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Do you feel like it's because you got dermaplaned? I think so. Yeah. It was really good. The dermaplane, um, it's, it's a game changer. Actually, It really is. I mean, your, your face looks very smooth. Yeah, it feels like a baby's butt. I'm not gonna lie. Like still, <laughs> like even with makeup on, I'm just like been touching it, telling people it feels like a baby's butt, and they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Touch it." And I'm like, "Wait, don't touch it." I know, <laughs> COVID. No, don't touch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we did that, and then tonight we're we're having a cocktail class. Cocktail class. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to meet everybody. I know. We'll, It'll be fun. We'll dish all about it afterwards, or like yeah. next week. We'll tell you guys like what happened what's the the 411 what's the The hot gas yeah (laughs) what did Nikki do to embarrass herself you you embarrass yourself I'm probably gonna like throw a whole cocktail on the wall by accident when I'm like (laughs) shaking it yeah (laughs) I don't know so that'll be fun and then we have dates this weekend we have dates this weekend on Valentine's Day that's kind of weird right a little bit they're not like airing as Valentine's Day no, dates, but, but they know. But we know that it was. Yeah, we know, and it's like cool. <laughs> it's very. I haven't hey, gone out on Valentine's to... Day in so long, and it's going to be with some random stranger from the internet. <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you how I did go on out on Valentine's Day? Like it was started as an accidental plan. It was Valentine's Day, and okay. like. With Uptown Guy, the first time we went oh, out was really? on Valentine's Day. We went to Scofla and they were doing like cocktails to movies. Like it ended up working out that That's way. Cute. But when I gave him my dates, I was available. I was like, yeah, Wednesday and this day. Wednesday was Valentine's Day. Um, we ended up going, getting wasted and making out. Like, so that was my first Valentine's Day ever. Wait, not even with your ex? You didn't celebrate Valentine's Day? We weren't in. No, we weren't together. Oh, I. You guys did it for like three years. No, it wasn't three years. It was a little over. No, a little over a year. Um, our first, our first Valentine's Day was a separated, and I was here, and we Facetimed. Okay. For Valentine's Day, I got nothing. I got like I barely got a Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you know what he did? He wrote on my wall and said Happy Valentine's Day with a heart, and I thought that was amazing. Oh, like, you liked it? Was, no, because he doesn't show public. He never showed like social media. I was like, I had this whole thing. I thought he was going to um, surprise me. And I, I built yeah, it up come and fly. I was, like, I was like, he's surprised. He surprised me. Well, he's it was on a Saturday. House. Oh, I guess that wasn't last year. It was like a few years no. ago. It, yeah, like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's going to surprise me. I think it was like a Friday, actually. Okay. He's going to surprise me. He's going to be here. 
no. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I need, my apartment needs to be ready. I need to have all the things. I just built it up in my head and yeah. I got a happy Valentine's Day on Facebook wall and a FaceTime where he was shirtless and eating dinner. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I had, I haven't actually celebrated Valentine's Day either, like on the real day, mm-hmm. because when I, last year, two years ago, I, um, I was in Orlando for work, you know, and wow. that, I would say that's the capital of love in the U.S. So yeah, yeah it's so romantic. <laughs> My it's coworker so- and I went to Disney Springs to have dinner at this like fancy Asian restaurant. And the first thing that the waiter said was, don't worry, you can add cream cheese to any sushi roll. And I was like, and that is how you know you are in Orlando. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who's from Orlando. Yeah, it's I'm from Tampa. A Disney thing. I yeah. know. I'm from Tampa. Only you know, a short distance on the I four. We're good. <laughs> but yes, no. But that's my a my boyfriend that year did send me flowers to the hotel, oh, so that was that's sweet. nice. Yeah, that's and I had to bring them home with me, obviously, because <laughs> otherwise it'd be a waste of flowers. flowers. And I remember the stewardess or like flight attendant. You're not supposed to say stewardess anymore. Um, they thought you were awkward as hell. Yes. She was like, or maybe it was a he. She, she or he was like, hell no. <laughs> like, no, they wouldn't let you? No, they did. But they were like, I guess we'll have to like put these in first glass somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's fine. They can go like underneath my yeah. seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, well, hopefully no, no. our Valentine's Day in 2022 will be a little bit better. But you know what? I'm pretty proud of our Valentine's Day week, so yes, I wouldn't need a I, repeat. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm fine with it. And who knows? These dates could be great. Uh, true. They could, they could be great. I don't know. I might get myself a heart-shaped pizza on Sunday. That's not or a bad idea. Or make myself a nice, classy dinner. Yeah, a little steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we need to find out more about what we need in life. True. Yeah. So I'm excited because today we have a special guest and it's my friend Lauren. She is an astrologist. So her name is Lauren O'Connell of the Modern Astrologer. So when you think of like astrology, do you think of like woo woo, like hippy dippy, like woman wearing a large caftan with like a little, I also think of the girl at the bar who does readings um, for like 10 bucks when you're drunk. Like a beauty Um, bar. (laughs) yeah or there's like a bar by me and they do it um yeah. uh, a guy I actually the guy I was seeing that taco boy mm-hmm. his sister does it in the bar he well, does astrology cool. readings in bars um he told me or I think it was taco boy I feel I like know. I just like I automatically think of like an older woman with like a like a you know like a ball what are those called uh uh, uh what a, how why can I think a of a mirror the ball I don't know yeah you know what I'm talking it's, about it's though. the purple thing the, the purple ooh. thing yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Okay, that's what I think of. And like, I'm at a carnival. But mm-hmm. I think the whole, the great thing about Lauren is that she's like the opposite of that. She wants to bring like less of a woo woo twist to like the science of astrology. Well, I think like co stars also helped like normalize yeah. and all the meme accounts is like normalize and made astrology cool. True. Kind of, like, True. it's normal. Like, you want to find out if somebody's compatible with you. So Absolutely. I think it's going to be really cool to talk to her and figure everything out. Yeah. And she's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, like her Instagram has like those things where it's like ways to turn uh, on an Aquarius. You What's know? her Instagram? Uh, the Modern Astrologer. 
and she does birth chart readings, human design readings, which I'll make her talk about, um, mm-hmm. events, retreats, and then like she can do anything virtual. So if you're not in Chicago, you can still get a birth chart reading with her and she can do it uh, virtually. So I'm super excited. This is going to yeah. be fun. Perfect for Valentine's Day. So we're going to learn yeah. about compatibility versus chemistry. I love that for us. I love that journey. I love that journey. I love it. <laughs> I love that journey for us. <laughs> Lauren, do you love that journey for us? Totally. <laughs> Best journey ever. <laughs> we're like so pumped to have you. I know like I've been singing your praises to Nikki ever since she told me that she um, is obsessed with co-star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it like rules my life. Some days it's very triggering. Some days it gives me hope. Um, but I live and breathe by it. And uh, I'm, I have so many questions for you. I hear co-star can make people cry. So I'm not an advocate of it. Hey, <laughs> so the notifications sometimes I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I just don't like exist. People today. are like, does this mean co-star basically means I'm going to break up with my boyfriend today? Oh my God. I'm like, no, <laughs> I never get those, but <laughs> basically, I say if astrology makes you scared or anxious, don't take it in. It should yeah. all be like a positive kind of preparation type of thing okay. um, to get you through things. But yeah, if it's, if it makes you sad, no, thanks. <laughs> Let's not do it. Well, too, so, and when people think that it's like tells the future, And that's not the case. So I think that that's like something important you taught me. Yeah, it's definitely more like, okay, here's the energy that's happening. Here's windows of opportunity. But there is no kind of like predictive psychicness to it. It's a lot of intuition to read a chart, but it is not predicting the future. It's not like- So it's not like my ex was a Libra, so I can never date a Libra again. No, totally. We'll debunk that for sure. Okay. Okay. I like that. (laughs) I have to tell the story of how Lauren and I met because I I think so many people think that we like just met on the internet, you know, because that's like how people meet nowadays. Wait, Nikki, we met in the wild. (laughs) You met in the wild? How does that happen? (laughs) Crazy. That's the cute ever. We do have a cute bet. Oh my God. I just said it all wrong. (laughs) We have a a cute meet cute. And so basically I was out and so was Lauren, but I did not know. I was out having a Sunday fun day with some friends and we both ended up at the same bar and this guy, like I saw you guys walk in, you had like two stacks of like pizza boxes and you came and sat down near us. Yeah. (laughs) They brought like all this pizza to the bar. And this is like, I think like, I don't know, three or four. In the afternoon, yeah. probably. It was, yeah. Because it got dark by the time we <laughs> like left. So, yeah, I think so. And we, so they sit down, you you and your, it was your cousin, right? Mm-hmm. You guys sat down and um, so I saw you come in, but then this guy like walked past and he was like, don't let her uh, read your chart or something like that. He was like, she, she tells the future and it's freaky. And I was like, <laughs> what? I need to meet her immediately. <laughs> so, so preface that my cousin and I went out to get like cheeseburgers at her friend's restaurant and I had not showered. I looked like a hot mess. And all of a sudden <laughs> she needed to try Malort. There was tequila involved. I was on another level. <laughs> so, yeah, so was I. As you do. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure tequila was involved for me too. So I start talking to Lauren and I'm like, tell me more about uh, this ast- astrology stuff. Cause you, you just said you're an astrologist. And she was like, yeah, I can read birth charts. Like, you know, we just need to know what time you were born. And I was like, hold on calling Jim <laughs> called my dad and we got like all my info. And I, she did my birth chart, like in the bar. That's <laughs> amazing. Wasted. Wasted. Wait. Yeah. That's true talent. That's when you know you're good at something. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It was just funny. We immediately bonded. We and did. My is a connector of humans so she was wild and hilarious too. she was awesome we we had a good time and then um since then lauren's like read my chart i don't know nine million more times i have it like memorized i feel like do you <laughs> rising aries scorpio moon in the second house like yeah you were like the first person well I remember okay I think the second time you read my chart you were like you could definitely be an entrepreneur and I was like (laughs) lol because (laughs) I was like I'm so bad at finances and you're like that's not like how it works like you can hire someone to do that okay yeah you can be smote anything that you actually care about and if it's fun and you have in your chart, if I remember correctly, like partnerships are important. So I love that you guys are partnering to do a podcast, partnering with brands, anything you can like partner up ideal. Oh my God, Nikki, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yes. (laughs) She saw it that many years ago. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Because back then I think I was like, okay. (laughs) 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 But yeah, she's read like all all my friends charts we've had like multiple events it's just super super fun so yeah you've been og you've been so awesome we've done so many like group stuff your family i love your family we did my dad and my sister oh you did a family chart Mm yeah well not i don't think not together together. but individually Mm -hmm. i know my my dad to do the compatibility of your family god (laughs) (laughs) we seem perfect but we're not not (laughs) No, you're oh, we man. should one day do a compatibility of you and I. Yeah. That'd so you be can interesting. Chart, you can do charts for business partners, friends, um, your business, your podcast has a birth chart. <laughs> Happen to have kept the time of when you launched. Whoa. Yeah. It launched at 8 a.m. Central time on the day it launched. <laughs> then write that shit down. Everybody listening, if you have something that you're launching, keep track of it. Cause every business or every event, like a first date has a chart, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. And you can track that stuff. Oh yeah. First dates. Good. Every time I go on a date now, I text Lauren immediately. <laughs> um, and I'm like, this is their birthday. And she'll be like, okay, <laughs> can you leave me alone? <laughs> I love it. You're one of the few that I'm like, bring it on. Let me tell you everything. Oh gosh. All right. Well, you're gonna have to help Nikki with um with a, a recent. Oh yeah. With what one of the guys I went on a date with on our show. What was what's the vibe? I had a really good date with him, and I want to know if we're compatible. Oh my gosh. Well, God, we need to pull these charts before we got on. We can I do know. it. After. We can do that. <laughs> okay. 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 Sounds good. Them. Yeah, but we can't. Like, even if you're not an astrologer, if you just find out their birthday you don't need to be creepy and know their birth time uh-huh. because it's important when you're dating to just at least know where their venus and moon are because that's their love languages oh. and you don't necessarily just to start knowing what sign they fall in which you don't need the time of birth for uh-huh. is important because okay. then you really find out 
what they need. And that's what compatibility is all about, really understanding what the other person needs, how they communicate and meeting them halfway. Right. And that's, that's ideal. I can't wait to get into that part, but I want you to tell the audience a little bit about how you got into astrology. So they just know what an expert you are. (laughs) (laughs) Such an expert. I'm always working by the way. So I got into it during my Saturn return. And for those that don't know what that is, that happens to everyone between 20 and 30. So Saturn return is a big time when we all kind of have like a, oh, I no longer want to do this in my life. I need to follow something that's really aligned with myself. And so you'll notice huge shifts happening for people. Wait, I Um, did that. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry, I'm 30 now, but I did that. I switched careers completely. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, that's awesome. You just wrapped your Saturn return. And so anything that you did, particularly 29 is the pivotal point. And then 30, you're integrated by then. Okay. But just know it's like a two-year process. And during mine... I really went down the rabbit hole about astrology because my grandmother, my dad's side growing up was into astrology. She did palm readings, birth charts, um, handwriting analysis. And I remember her joking. She was really into politics and being like, oh, they're going through Saturn return. Everything will change. And so I wanted to know about Saturn return, which then led into many rabbit holes, many days, <laughs> um, locked up in coffee shops, just learning. And so for the past, gosh, six years, I'm aging myself, seven years I've <laughs> been doing astrology. And I'd say my business has been going for about five. Yeah. I grew up very, very Catholic on my mom's side and had this kind of woo-woo grandma on my dad's mm-hmm. side obsessed with, randomly got to meet, um, randomly got to see like every Christmas. And so once I went down that rabbit hole, I was just like, whoa. And I was kind of embarrassed to like talk Mm. about it, judged by it for a while. But the minute I kind of owned it and put myself out there, I think it was 2018 when I launched like my website and Instagram, um, just, it, it just grew and grew because when you're authentic and you don't care what people think you're aligned and yeah, you know, so that's kind of where it started for me. And then yeah, I've been doing it a lot. <laughs> I do readings like almost every night. Is it exhausting for you? Because that's like a lot of energy you have to like read. Yeah, it's really a lot. I made the mistake a few weeks ago. I forgot to cap how many readings could be booked in a day. Mm-hmm. And I did eight hours straight of readings. And wow. I couldn't speak and I like hit a wall for three days. <laughs> so two, two to three tops a day. It's, it is very draining, even though I'm obsessed with it, it gives me energy and I light up when I'm doing it. I find that like the next day I'm pretty, pretty drained. Yeah. Like tapped out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the same with this too, because you're giving so much, I mean, you're excited about it and you're giving so much energy, whatever, but it's like, sometimes afterwards you're like, okay, I need like a major break. I don't want to talk anymore. And then friends want to call and I'm like, sorry, I just talked for four hours. Right, exactly. (laughs) I just had to exude all this creative energy. I'm done now. (laughs) It's like doing puzzles, reading a chart while explaining it, while using intuition. So yeah. I've never heard it explained that way. No, it's not. I've never heard it explained that way. It's like doing a puzzle and like using your intuition and all of that. That's, That's a cool way to explain it. Yeah. Cause you're looking at like, you know, some people think astrology is just the sun sign. Like, Oh, I'm a Libra. I'm a Leo. There's like 
that's one of maybe 40 things we look at in a birth chart reading. And Alex was saying that like, just because that's your sign doesn't mean it's your facing sign. Yeah, like right. present to like- the Yeah, world. or your presenting sign. Mm-hmm. Like so the big three that I think everybody that's getting into astrology should know is your rising sun and moon. Mm-hmm. Rising sign is the one that Alex is talking about, which is when you don't know people, this is how you're interacting. This is your first impression. It's how you take on life. Your rising sign is based on your birth time. So it's really important that you know what time you were born for that. Um, but yeah, think first impressions, how you move through life. And then your sun sign, I always say is what people get to know once they know you more as a friend. It's kind of that ego personality, how you're joking and your mannerisms and like going about life. Um, and then your moon, that third layer, I always say is the most important sign that you can really understand because it's your emotional needs, who you are to your core once you're comfortable and people really know you. And it is a huge love language. So it's, it's think of that as your soul. Like, wow. Okay. You're kind of blowing my mind right now. Right. <laughs> so like I present as if I'm right, I present as a Libra, right? Yeah. Like energy extrovert. That's like what I come off as, but the sign that I read in like a magazine is a Pisces, which I don't identify with at all. Cause mm-hmm. it's like more introspective. And that's definitely when I'm like, when I'm like alone and you know, when I'm being creative, that's like me time type stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you're Libra rising. Think of like when you have a Libra on the rising, you're so good at others. You're an extrovert. You need others to bring out your energy. They give you energy. You're really good at understanding what people need and always kind of looking at both sides of things. And so you move through life and I'm really kind of wanting to see the beauty, the aesthetic people, partnerships are important to you. And then once people get to know you as a friend, you have a lot of intuition. You need a lot of alone time. You need to decompress and you're pretty much a old soul when you have Pisces as a sun sign, but what house that falls into really adds a whole nother layer, which we right. see for you. Yeah. It's in the op- when you're a Libra rising, by the way, if anybody's Libra rising listening, your chart is a juxtaposition. So you're double layered in every single house. <laughs> I don't want to get too complex, but even though you're a Pisces, it's in the opposite house which is Virgo's house. So sixth house sun. It's a, it's, I don't want to get too complex, but yeah, I know. I know it's a lot layered. (laughs) And then your soul is Scorpio moon, which is a couple of my best friends have Scorpio moons. They're the kind of ride or die cutthroat protective of people that they love and deeply emotional, but you won't show that you'll, you don't trust many people with that. Once they're in, they're in once they're out, fuck you. Like, um, but yeah, really, really, really deep. So, but you present much more fun and lighthearted mm-hmm. and then people will uncover your depth as they get to know you. For right. Sure. Mm. Does that yeah. sound right, Nikki? I don't know. That's not, that sounds right. That sounds right. You do need a lot of alone time, but you never get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't give yourself any downtime, which you need, like clearly, I know. I know. Uh, but you don't give it to yourself. I'm not good at it. And this is, that's why understanding who you are is so important. Well, you have that sun in the sixth, the sixth house is all about doing all the things. It's a day-to-day routine. It's your schedule. It's, it's all of the things that you do every day. And so when your sun is there, you're usually very busy, but since yours is in Pisces, you really got to get good about balancing 
kind of that inspiration time, imagination time, which comes through being alone. So that's why what house your sun and moon fall into give the other half of the layer. So the sign is just half of it, knowing the houses and then the aspects. Gosh, there's so much to it. Can I give you my big three according to CoStar? Like we can, we'll do a chart reading like separate, but according to this. So my rising is a Leo in the, in the first house, if that like helps. My sun is a Taurus in the 10th house Mm -hmm. and my moon is a Leo in the 12th house. Ooh, double Leo. I'm a Leo sun, so we're sisters. Okay, so Leo risings are the most extra kind of fun, outgoing, magnetic I look at yep. <laughs> high vibe, high vibe and low vibe of every sign, a high vibe Leo rising. When you walk into a room, you make everyone feel special. You See, really- I don't think I do that. I'm awkward as fuck. And then I like, well, go out. <laughs> well, then maybe you're not as high vibe, but just know that a Taurus is very opposite of a Leo. And so here's the juxtaposition here. Leo rising, whether you like it or not, people are going to notice you when you enter a room. People are going to think, I want to hang out with her. She's so much fun. Even if the rest of your chart is a little bit more quiet, like a Taurus or a Cancer, for example, like my best friend's a Leo rising, but a Cancer sun. Mm. So when people meet her, they're like obsessed with her. They think she's really fun, but she's like, I just want to be on my couch, braless, ordering food in with a couple friends, Mm -hmm. which is a very kind of cancer vibe. So you have Taurus sun in the 10th house. Tauruses love security. They like to feel safe. Yeah. And so especially when you put it in the 10th house, there's a, there's a lot of times I would say holding on to jobs longer than you should out of fear of your security being taken. And so getting really good at checking in every day and being like, you know, am I anxious out of fear of like a rug getting pulled out from under me and just reminding yourself that you're safe, putting things in order so that you feel safe, et cetera. Taurus is all about like, I call it the bougie sign. (laughs) It's like the yummy things, the quality over quantity, good smells, anything sensual. Um, And then when you put it in the 10th house, this is very entrepreneurial. 10th house is about goals, attaining like, you know, a higher praise and you want to be rewarded for the hard work that you do. Yes. You want to be acknowledged for it. And so a 10th house son is just kind of like, you're going to work your ass off, ass off, but it's so that you can create your wealth, put a name out there for yourself, make a difference and be acknowledged for the things that you do attain goals. Moon in the 12th needs a lot of alone time, even though it's Leo, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, creativity is extremely important. It's kind of this like zest for life, uh, childlike wonder. And you need a lot of that to feel like whatever your moon is in, you need that to feel woosah and chill. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for you, some sort of creative outlet that you do behind the scenes by yourself is really important and having some decompression time. Alex's face right now. Because, like, everything you do, your whole house is, like, a creative zone of, like, for you. It's, like, that is, like, so spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do any creative, like, projects and stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. every day. My whole job, like, my nine to five is all creative. Um, and then and then I am uh, creative at home. Uh, like, creating spaces. Currently, I'm painting ja- jackets for Alex and us and myself <laughs> just because um, I thought it was a good idea. Um, yeah, no. So I'm super creative. Like any kind of creative outlet, I like. That's awesome. And 
that's the kind of the name of the Leo game is you need to have some sort of self-expression. It doesn't need to be for any other reason other than joy and fun. And that's Leo's game. It's like, and the fact that your rising sign is that you need to go through life, making sure that you're always making time for that and uh-huh. always adding that in. Cause that sun in the 10th can take over and be like all work, no play. Mm. Yes. That that's very, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Taurus, it's like, and we got to make some money, honey, so we can enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't it crazy? And that's like, without knowing like any of the other stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's so crazy. So, okay. I've all the, like, I've just tell me to stop. Um, so I have questions about high vibe and low vibe. Oh, Maybe yeah. let's, I have one question and then we can go from there. I've always been told I should be with a Virgo. Why? Because that's what their They're magazines Vir- say is that because I'm a Taurus, I should be with a Virgo. They're saying that because you're both, that's both earth signs, mm. Taurus and Virgo, but that's about suns. And so um, that's something we can debunk. Yeah. Everybody's sun sign, like we just mentioned, that was one of the big three, but there's also Venus, Mercury, Mars that are really, really important. Um, the, the five planets or luminaries, cause sun and moon aren't technically planets, but y'all get it. Those five are the biggest character builders. And so if your son is in Taurus and they're like, Oh, you can never be with a Scorpio. That would never work. It's like, what if that Scorpio person has a moon in Taurus and it's sitting right on your sun and that's super compatible. And so sun, just think of like, that's more of like friend stuff. It's your ego personality. Moon and Venus are really about love language. Mercury is how you communicate. Mars is how you like go after things in your sexual planet. So those are all way more important than sun signs. So don't get caught up with like, yeah. Like Cosmo told me I should only date, uh, Scorpio or whatever like that's not true that's Pisces water sign Scorpio water sign they're just like lining up Mm. so So. it's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) (laughs) which is like fun when you're like a kid and you're like oh my god like Justin Timberlake is a Scorpio so that means Mm -hmm. we're like meant to be yeah and just what Alex said earlier you're a Pisces but you don't really own that kind of vibe so Mm -hmm. just think of it that way you might be showing more your sixth house where your son is sitting and like you you're Taurus but it's sitting in the 10th house which is Capricorn's house so you have a lot of Capricorn qualities too Mm -hmm. so okay so when you when you do people's birth charts why do you think it's important to like know yourself and then have that self-awareness when it comes to like dating oh my gosh it's so important for dating because how do you know to express what you need in a relationship if you don't know yourself enough to explain it. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, anybody in a field like this, we get into it because we're trying to figure out ourselves. And now I know deeply, I'm so self-aware that I can go to a relationship if I'm dating somebody new and I can explain exactly how I am, some of my tendencies, what I really need, even if I don't express it. And so getting to know yourself and knowing kind of like your communication style, your emotional needs, they're all so different. And so when you really get to know your chart, you might be like, oh, that's why I'm so this way with friendships, but I kind of lose all of that and go this direction and partnerships. And so that's, it's very different layers of yourself. So just being aware of that. Yeah. I feel like personally, like it helped. I mean, not like I wasn't self-confident before, but I think, you know, I was like, when we met, I was definitely on that journey of like trying to understand like 
myself and like my self-confidence and what that looks like because you know I'm fat and um kind of how to own that and I think Mm -hmm. like knowing like reading my chart and kind of like understanding that those are like I don't know that I am like powerful and like all these things that's like you that you learn from your chart just made me feel like I had more self-confidence to take into a relationship in the future does that make sense at all like what I'm saying exactly and it's you know I just want to express to everybody we all get insecure sometimes with partnerships but I like to explain like never try to mold into something else because you never know what that person is actually needing based on their chart I always think Mm -hmm. of it astrology wise apologies but because like they might be looking for exactly somebody like you that has their quirks that's what they need and they're attracted to and that that's compatible for them so don't try to be like the chill girl or the easy girl or whatever you're you're masking when you actually are somebody that's maybe a little bit more picky or needy or insecure like right be okay with that and express that and so you never know what somebody's looking for and that's why I like to talk about the high vibe and low vibe is because when we are in an insecure place, there's placements in your chart, which can tell you the type of partner that will come for you, that you're like your ideal person that your chart wants for you is what I describe it as. And there's the low vibe of that person and the high vibe of that person. And so I've um, basically noted that if you're attracting the low vibe, self-worth needs to be fixed. Because when you are in your worthiness, you're going to attract the high vibe version of that person. And that's when you know it's correct. And I've recent last year, right before the pandemic, I was dating somebody and I knew I wasn't in a secure place because at the end of the day, it was all low vibe. Mm-hmm. He presented as high vibe. But as we dated, very quickly realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I am not in my worth because of these Yeah, so. I can totally see that. Well, and it can, like you said, can start high vibe, right? But then like, if they don't know themselves. That's, that's the big one. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many people out there that, and that's why it's so important that we have self-awareness because gosh, there's not many people that put in the time, particularly the males. Right. Because they're not taught, like, that's something that they shouldn't do. So they just don't. Guys are so much more insecure, really. And Mm -hmm. so- Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't able to go, you know, they weren't taught to go deep and get in touch and all that stuff. And so ones that are emotionally available, that's really good to pick up on. I agree. With Very that. scary, but good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> if they're really into us, we're like, oh, what? <laughs> you're no. too emotionally available. Go away. Yeah, no, they're too <laughs> I think this too is like the older you get, like the more <laughs> I'm not about games anymore. I'm like, if you're into this, I'm into this. It's like, let's just do this, right? Like zero mm-hmm. games. I'm over yeah. it. We're so excited to share that this month we've partnered with Dia and co the leading clothing and lifestyle brand for style exclusively in sizes 14 to 32. The company offers a range of brands through the Dia shop. In addition to a personalized shopping experience through a curated Dia style box subscription. Dia and co was founded to revolutionize the shopping experience for plus size women an underserved group of more than hundred million women. Since then, the direct to consumer company has built a dedicated and diverse community working with millions of customers across 50 states. You 
can shop our favorite pieces through our Swipe Fat wish list, which is linked in our Instagram bio. Or for more information, visit dia.com slash swipe fat. Your seventh house. We can use this as an example. High vibe versus low vibe for your chart if you want. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So your seventh house, let me pull it up to make sure I'm not remembering incorrectly because I do... (laughs) remember your chart being seventh house ruler was Aries because you're Libra rising. So what I do for relationships, when I look anytime I do a reading, everybody wants to know about partnerships. So that is a big part of readings. Um, and we look at your seventh house. That's the house that rules partnerships and whatever sign is in the beginning of that, that's your seventh house ruler. And so that's that first layer of the qualities of somebody that you need. And so let's pull up your chart. Mine claims to be a Pisces. So um, Alex, you might be what I need. Well, if you're a Leo rising, your seventh house is actually Aquarius. It says Pisces. Oh, Mars, Pisces. Mars is in Pisces. You need to pull up like the chart chart. Oh, okay. Fuck CoStar. It's (laughs) bullshit. I don't look at it. I honestly, I hate CoStar. I know. I know. Okay. Um, Okay. Alex's seventh house is in Aries. And so I'm doing a lot of layering, but just mm-hmm. to describe to you gals, this is the low vibe that I want you to swat. I call it the penis swat. Nope, mm. not for me. I like it. Okay. So anybody that is kind of more of that selfish, egotistical, my way, the highway type of vibe, um, somebody that can't really give their 50%, and you a guy can- that randomly decides to do full in diets one month and then two for three months, he's not doing it. And then um, the next month he's doing an extreme thing that <laughs> extremely changes your life. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So nobody that is, um, you know, what can happen for you, Alex, is you've got the seventh house ruler in the seventh. The seventh is all about 50, 50 you might give more than your 50% because you naturally are good at that. And so I want you to be able, your self-awareness when you go into partnerships is being able to say like, oh, I have a tendency to overgive. I, you know, really want to find a partnership that's really Mm 50-50. When you have a good person, they're going to pay attention to that and not let it go out of balance. So the wrong person for you would be somebody that is not pulling their weight and is just people pleasing front facing, but no follow through all talk, no action, um, and ends up being selfish and kind of like judgmental at the end of the day. So those are low vibes. Mm, Wow. That just explained just like, just like every relationship I've like had basically. (laughs) Wow. When you're in your worth, which you are getting, you are in it in my opinion, but maybe there's no work to do. Um, this is the type of partner that you deserve. This is the high vibe of your seventh house in the seventh. Somebody that can take the lead in a gentlemanly way, mm-hmm. can push things for you, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it all. Yeah. And then they're going to realize like, oh, you worked late, I've cooked us dinner. They're really good at doing the 50-50. Yeah. They're romantic, but kind of yeah. like, um, I don't know, like really energizing to you, builds your confidence, is just kind of that hype man type of vibe. It's kind of like, let's do this, really enthusiastic, but is romantic at the same time, can do the, the hanging. Um, but the main things I'm seeing from your chart, 
great communication, direct. There's no bullshit. There's no yeah. hiding. There's no people pleasing. It is just clear, concise. You know where they stand. They give you energy. They take the lead, but they're also romantic. Yeah. And they're going to let it get off balance. They're going to be really good at holding up that 50, 50. So that's your person. And we don't well, want to sounds settle. ideal, Lauren, where can right? I run him? <laughs> Everybody's is different, but we don't want you to settle for anything other than that. Yeah. But your chart is basically saying that's what you get and deserve. It's right. just up to us to really like do the work to get to the place where we believe we deserve that. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, everybody I, think has you're, I think you're right though. I think I'm in a better state of mind. I think I definitely wasn't there like even the last five years, you know? So mm-hmm. I think like, like you're saying, it's like, you have to get introspective and like learn that self, like learn about yourself, be self-aware to understand what compatibility really is and like what yeah. you're really looking for. Cause it's different for everyone. My seventh house is totally different. I need somebody a little, who's <laughs> kind of sad, like a little bit more, um, like steady Eddie, maybe not as exciting as me, but they just hold down the fort and they're consistent Yeah, and they're really supportive of my career is the things that I need. So like everybody's is different. It sounds awesome to you because that's what you really are trying to attract in. Right. That's what. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's just the kind of message for everyone is knowing like we all can attract the high vibe. It's just a matter of us doing the work of really believing we deserve that. And a lot of that comes in our subconscious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have to like really deep dive and uh, uncover some like wounds that we've been through maybe past partnerships past patterns what have we put up with in the past that we're still kind of like it's it's still in our kind of aura to get a little woo-woo but it's just like embedded in us in a little bit so we got to release that release those it's funny you say that because I know you work a lot with revealing soul yeah Cindy I love yes Cindy and we did a reading I think while I was in a relationship and it she basically was like you need to realize that like there's other people out there for you you don't need to be like sitting in like something that's like bad just because you think that there's no one else out there and it's just like completely what you're saying is like you have to know your self-worth and if you're like not if you're like love tank isn't being filled up like at that point the relationship definitely wasn't 50 50 then and then you're, uh, when you overcompensate and try to um, make up for that partner, resentment kicks in. Right. And then you resent the fact that you've failed yourself and not mm-hmm. lived up to your potential. Well, even the other way around, because it's like, you're telling that person, like you need them to change. And they're like, wait, why are, I don't understand why I need to change. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need to change. So then there's like resentment on that side too. Totally. There's no self-awareness on the yeah, other side. Yeah. Better at picking up on the flags because, and that's what self-awareness on our end will help with knowing what you are trying to call in and trying to see those flags sooner because yeah, right. a lot of the other person isn't self-aware. Luckily that wasn't a very long relationship, but you know, like I know people who've I feel like stayed in relationships for so long. so long in the same way. Yeah. It's like, and I think as fat women, it's very much this like, well, who's going to love me? You know, mm-hmm. like I'm nervous about someone not being there, like, and then I'm just alone and I don't get to achieve these 
other, you know, relationship goals that I had for myself. But I think we've talked about, like, we've talked about our subconscious, like in the friend zone, we were subconsciously doing things before that we've now realized. And so I think us becoming self-aware and learning, getting a chart reading and learning what we need and how to communicate and what would fill us up, Mm -hmm. I think is like so huge. I know you talk a lot about compatibility versus like chemistry, chemistry kind of more like low vibe almost where it's like, Well, that's a great question because some of it can be low vibe, but some of it can be really high vibe. It just, I think a chemistry, um, it's big with online dating. If it isn't instant chemistry is kind of like that tingle butterfly instant, like attraction. And you're kind of joking and jabbing and getting along quickly Mm -hmm. chemistry, but compatibility is what you really want to look for. That's really going to keep that longevity and hold down the fort. And compatibility is like similar belief systems. It's important to go into dating looking for compatibility. And I think like you mentioned, when we are feeling insecure, um, if we get chemistry off the bat, we're kind of like, somebody's giving me attention. Let me just settle for that. And that's what happened to me last January. I was just like, ooh, somebody's giving me attention. Let me overlook all these incompatibilities that we have. Like- that were screaming yeah and I think too when you say compatibility I think people automatically think like oh we both like Game of Thrones or we both like music and it's like that's not compatibility those are just interests like compatibility Mm -hmm. is and I think it's hard to ask questions when you're on a first date where you like met on tinder to like understand that stuff but I think I don't know maybe like it's hard to ask questions and then feel like you're diving too deep right which on a first date it might be a little bit too much totally that compatibility you have to kind of put in the work maybe do a couple dates Mm -hmm. two or three um because if it's not instant sometimes people are like well I got a handful of other people in my app that I can reach out to right come on so one of my dating rules or not rules but like all my a lot of my friends think it's crazy if I'm not super like if I'm getting butterflies from somebody, I'm like, after a first date, like, that's weird to me. I'd rather like not be super excited about them. Like, I'd be like, oh, that was a good time. Like, maybe we kissed. It was fun. Like, but I'd rather not be like completely like head over heels excited, like thinking, oh, this is my next boyfriend after the first date. And everybody's like, no, that's so weird. But I'm like, no, that is chemistry. If you're head, like, if you have the butterflies, that's not long lasting. Yeah. And ideally you get both, right? But oh, yeah. got to uncover incompatibility or chemistry is awesome. Let's be real. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but if you only have chemistry and you're ignoring the compatibility, like misfires, that's when there's trouble, but it's cool to have a really flirty, fun date that ends with kisses and compat- or chemistry. But, um, knowing this is where astrology comes in for me is like knowing what you need Um, which moon and Venus are really big for love languages. And if that person really can be that for you and you can be that for them and understanding each other um, is the most important things. And so, you know, are, can you sit there at home alone with them and have kind of the same deep conversations and want the same things for your life and your trajectory as each other and be there to support each other? Or is one of you, I saw something recently. It was this like great little Facebook ad where it's like they met, they have super great chemistry 
But once they started dating long-term, one wanted to go out all night long and the other was just like craving nights in and cooking dinner together. They weren't compatible at the end of the day. They're in different parts of life. Mm -hmm. So if you're a homebody, like say that on the first date, even if you think it sounds like cheesy, you gotta own it. Like, I'm not going to say like, I love going out because I sure don't anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you know, if they like going out a lot, try to find out if they're cool with you not being with them every time. Mm -hmm. Right. I totally get that. Okay. I, before we leave, I want to talk about retrograde. Oh yeah. We're in it. (sighs) I know. So like, and isn't, okay, but tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't retrograde different for everyone based on your chart? Yes. So wherever Mercury is retrograding in the sky, you can line it up with your birth chart. From January 30th to February 20th, we have it happening in Aquarius. Aquarius, wherever that is in your birth chart, everybody has all 12 signs in your chart, by the way, even if you don't have a planet there. you'll. I have a free birth chart calculator on my website, by the way, on the landing page. And so you can plug in your birth info and then screenshot that chart. I have the signs written out on the outside. So you just find Aquarius and then see what house it's falling in for you. And finding out what area of life Mercury's retrograding in will dictate how it plays out for you personally. Right. But for everyone collectively, we're all dealing with the things that Mercury retrograde brings. And Mercury rules over um, communication, technology, our schedules, our day-to-day work routines. Right. Um, And so that gets a little iffy for everyone. And so, you know, there's things that we all experience, but for... Um, me, it's happening in my third house, which is an annoying house to have Mercury retrograde. What's the third one? The third house rules over communications, learning, speaking, teaching, emails, technology. Yeah. So you don't want Mercury, Mercury retrograde in the third, sixth or 10th is kind of annoying (laughs) because those are the workhouses and those are the areas of life where we need to kind of be logically Mm -hmm. inept. But say you have Mercury retrograde in your fourth house, like it's a really great time to like redo your home and get organized. Mercury retrograde is an awesome time if you know how to use it. And so the basic rules for everyone, regardless of where it falls in your chart, is don't try to launch anything for the very first time. Don't try to like force anything. It's not a good time to um, sign contracts or initiate anything new or try to force your day-to-day as usual. Cause everybody's going to be like late or missing things, canceling things. Um, technology can break things in your home can break. Like it's all a little bit of a reset time. And so if you understand that it's time to go inward, kind of re edit every area of your life and you get this moment, these three to four weeks, to just kind of go in and see what needs to be redone, refixed, re-edited, um, reorganized and do that and enjoy it. Because when Mercury goes direct, it's kind of like whatever you kind of perfected during that retrograde time gets to be put into action. So that's for everyone and where it falls for you personally will show you what house it's impacting, what area of life for you that's really getting that re-edit. So for me, the re-edit in the third house, I'm like, redoing like workshops that I've done in the past and making it a little bit more precise and better 
So that's a great time. I'm going to type up the book I started and that's a really good time to start re-editing. It's a really awesome time if you just get used to the energy. So yeah. you said things not to launch. Our show launches during this time. It does. <laughs> it launches on the 18th. <laughs> Could you well, it like launches, but we signed a contract. Before. We already signed the con. We yeah, we signed the contract, and cr- they created the concept and everything before. Okay, that's good? good. That's good. It's like if you did the commitment, all the signing, the you know, any kind of payment or legality or contracts okay. you have to do outside of retrograde, if you can help it. Okay. And just know Mercury retrogrades four times a year, so there are a lot of times where things will fall during it. It's not an end-all break-all. Just try to avoid it if you can. So nobody should get married ever in Mercury retrograde. It's it's tough to just know if you get married during Mercury retrograde, which happens all the time, right? Just know that there can be issues with the mail, like getting the invites out, people not being able to show up, travel issues if it's a destination. Just know that it just gives you a lot more on your plate day of. It might be just kind of like a lot to juggle. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. If you can help it, do things outside retrograde and use retrograde time to get clear and, you know, kind of perfect the things that you've already initiated prior and go back to those things. It's a fun time to be like, oh my gosh, I started that. Like, I wanted to do that online course and I never did it. Now, now I'm going to do it. Mm. It's like anything that's revisiting you from previous. But don't revisit the X. No revisiting the Xs. Yeah. X's can pop up like big time around Mercury retrograde. It's kind of hilarious that they are. It is because last time we had, was it during the summer or was it after? We had had three last year. Yeah. During the summer, I had a. Yeah. I I even texted you, didn't I, Laura? A reloop. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm. (laughs) I'm doing uh next came back and you were like oh that's so basic (laughs) so basic (laughs) retrograde (laughs) Mm -hmm. guys they don't realize that we're like onto their things I know yeah it's like don't get too excited if an ex reaches out during mercury retrograde because what's going on for everyone is we're all kind of going inward and they're probably getting a little bit like reminiscent Mm -hmm. and then that will go away once mercury goes direct and then you've you know given them your time exactly not worth it it's a time to really release too. Speaking of relationships. That's a good idea, actually. Out there listening is dealing with breakups. This is a time to like really get clear and release and think about what you want in your next partner and don't settle for less. It's a great time for that. I think that's a great yeah, way to that's great. end yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. thank, I mean, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. I mean, I, I hope people learned a lot. I think like, I mean, there's so much to learn and it can feel really overwhelming, but I mean, Lauren's a great resource. You guys should definitely, I hope you get a flood of people wanting to book um, readings with you. Oh, thanks. I have a lot of resources too on Instagram, like for Mercury Retrograde, the do's and don'ts, new moons and full moons. I'm always going to post about that. That's always like, if you're not really into astrology, knowing like new moon, full moon and retrogrades is going to be so beneficial to understand the energy. So, and that's the modern astrologer on Instagram yeah. and modern, the modern astrologer.com for her website. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you're ready for reading, awesome. If not, you know, I have, um, reports you can order, get your free chart and you can start Googling yourself. I think that's awesome. 
let's go into 2021 knowing ourselves like yes that is is like the goal man like we all need to like learn our worth and just like be badass bitches bitches that's all I want in life is to be a badass bitch same yeah well son in the 10th house you're gonna be a badass bitch Ooh. <laughs> I'm doing a hair flip with no with my I'm in a with no it's hair fine. with no it's hair fine. <laughs> yeah yeah with no hair it's fine it's fine well thank you so much I learned so much well we'll we'll link everything to and where you guys can go and yeah find everything about Lauren in the actual synopsis of our episode today and if you sign up for Galentine's Day cocktail yes. class we'll see you tonight if not our show premieres next on the 18th week on the 18th on Thursday. on Thursday so yeah tune in we will be sharing where you can um, watch it on our Instagram so make sure to follow us at swipe fat on Instagram and TikTok bye bye, bye.